When an album breaks your brain, that's usually a good sign. I'm Brad Rose. Welcome to another edition of the Seltzer Salon. I'm really excited because my guest today is Ben Vida, and we are having a a quick chat, I guess, if you will, about his new album with Nina Dante and Yarnwire, the beat my head hit. It's it's an album that really caught me off guard. It's I think, I guess if you maybe saw some of his live performances, because he did this piece with Nina and Yarnwire, I think a couple years ago, it might not have caught you so off guard. And, And then his record last year with Leah Bertucci sort of prepared me for, I knew he was doing a lot of different vocal based work, but this one, whew. It is, it is something else entirely, and I can't stop listening to it. I, every time I put it on, I'm just kind of mesmerized by it, and the way that he uses language and the cadence of language and the phonetics of language to create something so unique and and really, it it brings a lot of. Um, I don't want to say solace. That's maybe not the right word. And I, and I, in the interview, I say it's not quite meditative, but it's in that space. And it, every time I listen to it, like I said, I'm really mesmerized by it. And I just find myself lost in these strange and wonderful vocal patterns and everything. And it's just incredible. It's one of my favorite things I've heard this year. So here's a piece from the record. And then after that, the interview. Indiscernible tangle of languages that it is pretty much tough all over so who's hunting here so who's hunting here so who's hunting here so who's hunting here homelessness feeling of and then again and with little doubt So my guest today is Ben Vida, and we're going to talk about this new record, The Beat My Head Hit, that he did with Nina Dante and Yarn Wire. Ben, how's it going? It's going great. How are you? Doing doing okay. Maintaining. That's Maintaining. <laughs> Very good. Um, so just, I guess, the easy place to start is, so when did the idea for this record first sort of like begin or where was it how, where, how did it start how did it start um it started you know i'd been running into russell from yarn wire for for years and we always got along and um kind of i think maybe i approached them and said hey let's work on something together um and around that time that, that conversation was starting i was doing a piece for four voices and electronics uh, that was commissioned through bam um, in Brooklyn, New York. And, um, and this was kind of a new type of piece for me. I'd been working with language a lot, or I'd been working with voices a lot, but not working Mm -hmm. with language, um, you know, like communicating language, a lot of, um, languages sound up to that point. And so the piece at BAM was something that was coming together and was new and was exciting to me. And it was a very, we did a, 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 couple of rehearsals and a great performance with these vocalists, including Nina Dante. 
And when it was done, I was like, this is something that I think I'm just getting started with. So that piece was finishing up. The invitation through Yarn Wire was just coming into focus. And the documentation from the BAM stuff was made available to me. And I sent it along to Yarn Wire. And we'd been talking about some other things up to that point. But once they saw that piece, it was like, this is the kind of project that we should work on together. It was going to be something that they had never done before. Mm -hmm. um, And it was going to be a really exciting kind of leap forward for me in terms of how I had been working with vocals, um, because I'd always been coupling them up to that point with electronics. So to then bring it into a place where I could be writing for a small ensemble, but then thinking of the voice um, still as the sort of main engine of the composition. Um, and so it was It was a lucky sort of <laughs> moment of everything coming together and then things slowed down and we, <laughs> and we like, and I really took my time and made it for them. Um, yeah. And we, and we, um, and we, you know, in the process of making it, we started to get to know each other better. And it was one of these really beautiful kinds of collaborations where as I got to know them better, I started to change some of my decision-making on how it should come together. It became really Mm. clear to me that I wanted them to be singing in the piece as well. That's something that they hadn't done much of, if any. Mm -hmm. And so there were like all these moments where I was like, do you think you guys would be willing (laughs) to do this? And they're like, yeah, I think we are. And that was like, those are special moments, you know? Yeah. That is really interesting. Cause I was, I was thinking about that with other stuff of theirs I heard. And I was like, I can't remember hearing like vocal performances Mm-mm. like this. So um, was it, I, I mean, you talked about how kind of special it was, but it was like this, one of the things that I, I was just kind of thinking about is, you know, they're kind of this established ensemble sort of, you know, like, did it kind of feel like you were sort of joining this band or something? <laughs> like, was it- yeah. It, you know, at first, I don't think that was the proposition. It's like, okay, I'll write a piece and I'll hand it off to them. Uh-huh. And I won't be a performer in the piece. You know, it, right. originally it was like, oh, I'm going to create, I was into really kind of like the idea of making these conceptual pieces where I'm problematizing the ensemble. You know, I, <laughs> I was like in this really different headspace. And then I did this kind of 180 with it and it was like, oh, it should be a vocal piece. And these vocal pieces are very personal to me, partially because I'm always one of the vocalists in them. And so all of a sudden it went from this kind of like me as the composer handing something off to them to me being embedded in the group. And so, yeah, it was like, uh, took much more of the shape of a, of a little band. That's really cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, and so, and you mentioned, so you, you said Nina was one of the vocalists in your Mm -hmm. band piece. So is that, how she got involved like she and i had been working together for um maybe three three years previously maybe more i i met her um when i was doing a piece in chicago this piece called um reducing the tempo to zero which is like a durational performance um and i was performing it at lampo in chicago and my brother adam who runs ess Mm -hmm. um in that city um i asked him if he had some vocalists in mind and he recommended nina um nice. and that piece reducing the tempo to zero i think we performed maybe a six-hour version of it in chicago it's drones and a and a vocal quartet doing all of these sorts of um improvis like um structured improvisations um and you know after six hours nina and i were very 
bonded <laughs> and, um, and just have continued to work together since then. So she was she was the vocalist on the band, the, the main vocalist with me on the the piece for the for Bam, and um, she's become you know like the person I call first when I'm thinking about uh, awesome. this new vocal material. Yeah, I was really when I saw this sort of come through. I was like, I've I've become like a really big fan of her work. That that album she did last, I think it was last year or two years mm-hmm. ago, Lizard Tongue. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it just it it broke my brain in the best <laughs> way, and yeah. so and every any opportunity to hear you know her do stuff, I was really excited. So, um, I I'm curious. I, so I like I think about process a lot, and um, I'm not to get too like in the weeds, but you know when you're kind of I'm just curious what it's like writing or developing these sort of vocal patterns and mm-hmm. like. Like what kind of mindset or approach do you go like? Yeah, like, yeah. It, again, it's like it's outside of my scope of like what I do. do. And so I, I'm like, how does this work? And I, I just find it really fascinating. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's I for me, I'm you know I'm I'm always I'm always reading and listening mm-hmm. and you know kind of like have an ear out or an eye out for language, um, and so I'm always collecting phrases. Um, and then phrases for me kind of become, you know, a page of collected phrases becomes almost a generative thing where then I start writing Mm -hmm. in response to Mm -hmm. things that I've overheard or a phrase from a novel or something I've read in the paper. Um, and so it becomes kind of like this abstracted dialogue or narrative that forms on the page, um, as I'm kind of in a period of, of, um, collecting and mm-hmm. uh and a lot of it is about sort of setting my mind um kind of always having my antenna up you know like right. like always traveling through life with a certain yes. awareness where i'm looking for those phrases mm-hmm. um and often many of the phrases that i find will just be a launching off point for much of my own language but mm-hmm. for me it was a way of um creating work that i really I'm connected to and, and I think is a mode of work, but isn't um, doesn't function um, kind of in a traditional poetic or novelistic or memoir like form. It's, right. it's something else. It's more impressionistic. And so to me, at least I, that's how yeah. I think about it. No. Th- so, yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, because I find myself like, I mean, anywhere I'm going, I, I'm I have an ear out for sounds like mm-hmm. and. and yeah you'll hear a sound, I'll hear some sound. And then that just becomes this jumping off point for something, you know, like you said, I may not even use that sound, but right. Right. It's just, it's about inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so is that kind of where the text or I don't know, do you call them lyrics? I, I, you know, I call it text. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was was thinking about that. I I know. I mean, (laughs) but it could be called other things, I suppose. (laughs) So is, I mean, is that where most of this text come from is just, is, like stuff you've collected or um... I, I would say it's probably 30% collected and the rest is, is my writing in response to what I've collected. Um, yeah. And, um, and I have to say that like part of the collecting is looking is well, it, it gets into this place of kind of accumulation and then mm-hmm. organization out of that accumulation. And it's sort of in that moment when the language has been accumulated 
and it's time to start to organize it, that it turns really back into like a music practice. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I like the meaning of the phrases and I'll do editing to kind of fine tune um, the meaning of a phrase, but I'm also always just looking at the rhythm of these phrases, um, how they, how they speak, how they sing, yes. you know? Um, and it's really cool. So there's that point of oscillation where it's language as language, and then it sort of oscillates into just pure raw sonic material mm-hmm. or, you know, like content for voicing, you know? Yeah. Well, that's like, that's one of the things that I really responded to with the album is, is how kind of each line or each phrase, like how it, how it like has these sort of really inviting the cadence to them is, is much the, is, is just as important obviously than what's being said. Like it has this really, I don't know, like this really like peaceful feeling in a lot of mm-hmm. places to me. Like it's, it really like lulls you into this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, hate, I yeah. hate to say like meditative or state, you know, that gets into weird, but it, I, it, I, I mean, I, yeah, I know. I understand <laughs> I, because that's a word that people kind of just use for right. a lot of things. But, um, but I think for me, for me and for how we were performing it as a group, it became very important that the voice be something that can be, that could be concentrated on or interacted with in a very passive way. And so I wanted to eliminate a lot of the, um, kind of affect of how it was delivered. So uh. that meant bringing it into this place where it's very, you know, it doesn't, you know, we stick to our pitches. Um, we kind of stick to the volume that we're speaking at, um, to the quality of our voices. Um, because I want to foreground the rhythm of it and I want any emotional content to be found within the language um, and not in our delivering of the language. And so, um, and, and so with those considerations <laughs> in mind, it gets into kind of this um, almost like, you know, it's almost the voice of the hypnotist or something, right. you know? Um, <laughs> but, but I really like that. And as a performer, it's like each of these phrases sort of takes a breath, you know? And so as a group, we're doing this sort of group breathing together and it's in this very still place of, of um, amplitude and pitch. And that in its way, in its own way, sort of creates this center of focus that is rather mesmerizing for us as players. And then I think that really, I think that kind of (laughs) radiates out from us, you know? I think, yeah, no, it it definitely does. That that kind of, so what were, I guess, some of the, I guess, challenges that you had to do, like, like not just writing the record, but recording it, because it feels like there's such a precision in the vocal performances and the takes, at least to my ear, because mm-hmm. of how I'm just curious how hard that was to nail. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, it's a good question, and and I'll tell you, it's not it's not as hard as one would think. Um, well, okay, I should, I should put it this way. So this is how I talk on the record. That's what? just that's just me, you know. Okay. Um, more or less. I mean, that's how I phrase things, you know, and. Um, and so I was writing kind of, you know, how I speak, more or less. And right. um, Nina is just such a virtuoso that she kind of got in there and basically was like, oh, I like how you talk, Ben. I'll just learn how to talk like you. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and right. then she did. And she did it really quickly. But I have to say, I've performed these pieces with some other vocalists, and they've also been able to do it. And, and usually the 
it gets better if we're spending more time just like bumming around together, you know, mm. not actually working on it. I guess yeah. that's like when they're <laughs> paying attention to, I, right. to my, you know, <laughs> my ways. Um, but, but then, but so, so I think that it gives the, the illusion of this thing that's very rehearsed and re- very refined. But honestly, I think it's the way that I'm writing the lines and then the relationship that I have with the vocalists that I'm working with that make it actually not that hard. It's just about setting up the the right elements at the front yeah. end to, to, to make it something that we can just do. That's super interesting. Like I hearing you say that, that, I mean, that makes sense, but it's like, as I was listening to this, I, again, you know, I'm not just thinking from my own perspective. I was like, I, this would take me a thousand tries to get, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, for you, this is the way, you know, yeah, it's the way you talk. That's yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting. The, the tricky thing is when Nina would find little, you know, I, I would be working on it and I would start to change this, the lines as I was saying them, but I wouldn't correct them on the page, <laughs> you know? And so there'd yeah. be these moments where she'd have it right and I'd be off the, you know, and, and then there was always a discussion of which version it should be. Cause it would be just like one word different. Right. And you'd have to really think about it because it matters, you know? Right. Uh, I mean, it matters to me. So that's, yeah, that's really fantastic. What is it? So I, I was going to ask if there were plans to like for performances of material, but it sounds like you guys have already done um, perform. Like, what has that been like doing this? In front yeah, of, the, like, the performance, audience? the performances were really great. We did them actually in 2020 um, as a six piece group, four members of Yarn Wire and Nina and I, and um, it was really exciting. And everyone just did a fantastic job. We did a performance in Chicago at Lampo and in New York at issue um, and that, and then, and then, you know, you know, the things happened with right. the pandemic and we, and we were actually really, really fortunate to get those two shows in. I think the show in New York was like, I, you know, for the people who were at that show, that was probably the last show they were at for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, it was that, it was that down to the wire. Um, and those performances were fantastic. Um, and they were energetic, uh, and I'm glad, and we have good footage of them, which I'm glad that it, that exists. Um, but then I was also glad to then say, okay, wow, that's that's what that piece is when it's those players playing in front mm-hmm. of an audience. But what is this piece when we bring it into the into the recording studio? And um, and it made a, a you know, and it changed a lot in that process of going from something mm. that we were playing live to something that then was getting tracked and reconsidered right. and rearranged and and really re-aestheticized in a lot of ways. Like I, it, a lot changed, um, at least to my ears, a lot changed. And it really all sure. had to do with energy and mood and surface, you know, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden getting into this softer place. So does that make, like, I don't, I don't know if you guys have any plans to perform in the future, but does that make you think about performing it differently? Yes, it does. And it's going to be so interesting to see what happens because <laughs> we'll be seeing sort of the third iteration. You know, we, uh-huh. we knew what it was like when we performed it the first couple of times. We all very much understand what it was to record it. Um, and now we're listening with to this recording of it. So that's further training our ears to hearing it a certain way. So it'll be wonderful to see where we arrive at. Um, I'm not that interested in recreating the record note for note, obviously it's more about a space. And so I'm very excited to see what that space is. And I'm not 
in any way trying to predetermine it. I really trust everyone involved. Um, and I trust the, the sort of, you know, um, the architecture that makes up the work. And yeah. so it's, I'm, I'm excited. I think we'll start playing it again uh, later this year. Awesome. Yeah. I, well, I hope to either see footage of it or see a performance. And, yeah. Yeah. I hope uh, we can get it around a little bit. That would be, yeah, that would be exciting cool. for us. I think. Um, this isn't really a question. I just wanted to, like, who's haunting who here is one of my, I, the phrase, that's such a great phrase. So oh, I just wanted, thanks. I love that so much. Oh, thank you very <laughs> much. Um, I guess, okay, this is more of a, I guess, I don't know, not general question, but I'm just, I'm curious where your, like the interest in language and all of that started for you. Cause you know, I'm thinking about this record and then like the last record you and I talked about was the re, the record you did with Leo Bertucci, mm -hmm. which obviously that kind of, that explores voice and language in a very different way, but there's, you know, you, you were talking about this, how normally it's paired with, you know, your stuff is paired with electronics and that gets more in those spaces a little bit, obviously. Mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. But like, just when, how, cause like my first introduction to your work was either the town and country stuff or just like your solo electronics. Mm -hmm. like, And so, I remember first hearing some of your vocal work and I was like, whoa, wait, I, you know, kind of shifted my thinking. On, right. Right. Um, but I'm just, I, I'm really interested in where those like interests came from and like, you know, what is it about? Yeah. I Sure. 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 <laughs> um, well, I will say growing up, I always played in bands and sang in bands and wrote lyrics mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And that was not work that got, very far out into the world though <laughs> though there are some records out there um <laughs> but um but you know but i don't think it was in any way what the people who had followed my music through you know more than a couple of records would i, I don't think it, it's a modality that people are used to you know hearing right. me in um but in there was kind of a moment when I moved from Chicago to New York and I stopped playing as much guitar and started doing a lot of mm. electronics around mm. 2008, where I started to think about voice a lot because I was thinking about synthesis a lot. Right, right. And I'm like, well, the voice is an awfully interesting synthesizer. And so, <laughs> and so I got into it on this sort of um, el like uh, essentialist level, elemental level, where I was interested in voice because I was interested in synthesizing sounds from sine waves up, you know, from the ground right. up. Um, and then I was also getting more and more interested in how to create systems where um, electronic systems that where the, the rhythms of the, of the pulses are always failing. And I kind of was going through mm. this period where I was thinking about systems. And every time I was thinking about systems, I wanted to somehow interrupt the system or the functionality of the system with the human voice. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And and through that, um, started to develop different kinds of pieces. Earlier voice pieces were all kind of almost like music concrete, or I'm sorry, um, like poet concrete poetry adjacent, mm -hmm. sound poetry adjacent. Um, and it was kind of a very natural progression of enjoying voice as something that could remain abstracted and sort of a function within a larger system to mm -hmm. voice being the center of something to then 
um, voice actually taking on uh, linguistic qualities and being able to carry information with along with the sound right. that that <laughs> is being produced. And so it was almost about um, <laughs> going from like pre-language and then finally arriving at you know my first <laughs> words. Um, but you know I've always had yeah. a, a, a whatever you know a, a private practice or whatever or of, of writing you know I get up mm -hmm. and write every morning um, whether that's journal keeping or you know whatever it might be right. um, but that's stuff that's just you know for around the house and so right um, I was very glad to find begin to discover some kinds of compositions and some modes of working where I could use more and more voice in them and feel authentic doing it, not feeling like it was mm. just this leap out of the blue. It very much yeah. was a development. And I want to add one more thing. I had was performing a lot at this time leading up to this work on electronics, which I like to do, but it was getting stranger and stranger for me up on stage. And I had to really pull back and say, well, what, what's something that I like to yeah. be on stage <laughs> doing? And I was like, well, I, I like singing with people. <laughs> and, yeah. and I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I got to find some forms that'll allow compositional forms that'll allow right. me to be up there too, you know? So, well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, no, that makes a lot of sense. That's great. I, whenever you and Leah were here last summer, I, I really enjoyed that performance and the way that you guys, you know, just, I don't know, took things and broke them apart and put them back yeah. together. And yeah. Just, that that was, project really lets us, break everything it's yeah it's really it's really great it's really fun the the further out the more trippy it gets the better yeah. it's going yeah you know? absolutely so, yeah um well so just to i guess wrap things up what mm -hmm. else like what else? So obviously this just came out so that's like <laughs> i don't want to take too much attention away from that but like what else is what else are you working on like what you have like solo yeah. works other yeah, than like collabs yeah, yeah. with leah or, are you still doing stuff with marina yeah. Uh, Marina and I have, have just because of scheduling, have yeah. Marina Rosenfeld and I have yes. taken a a, a a little break, but we've been in touch a lot lately, and I think we're okay. looking for the next thing to, for us to get into together. I'm I really really love working with her, so I'm excited yes. to to see what that next thing can be. Um, and then yeah, you know I I live up in. Um, upstate and have been living up here for a while in shady New York. And mm -hmm. there's just a, a ever expanding community of fantastic artists and musicians up here. Um, and so there's a lot of kind of fun, kind of underground <laughs> stuff brewing up yeah. here. Um, but so that's nice. And that's very like nourishing kind of heartening work to be making um, real music for music's sake, uh, <laughs> music for fun's sake kind of stuff. Um but I also have, um, weirdly enough, another vocal record coming out um, probably by the end of the year. Oh, um, great. And it's a vocal trio record. It's um, these two vocalists um, who I was working with when I was in Bremen, Germany for a few months, working with the choreographer Faye Driscoll. And um, there was time while we were there for me and, and these two vocalists, Amy and Lotta, to spend time singing together um, and I just acapella. And so I wrote a, out a page of text and we just spent an afternoon singing it and kind of what, what I was calling <laughs> slow singing. So you really can't <laughs> make out any of the words, but it was a way of kind of creating a very, yeah. very basic score or path for us to navigate. 
And it was the kind, it was just one of these things, Brad, where like sometimes you can like toil over a record for years and years and mm. years. And sometimes you can just get the right yep. few people in a space together in the right moment. And so we, in that afternoon, we, we produced a piece that was just so unexpected and beautiful. And, <laughs> um, and so, it, and, um, and I wanted to release it. So it'll come out on Blum Editions later this year. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, I feel really, really happy that, that Blum wanted to do it. And I feel so <laughs> like, right. like, like amazed that we made this <laughs> record with, right. but again, it was like, like I was saying before, it was just the right people, the yeah. right vibes, the right mood in the right moment. You know, it's, it's what you hear as like how records get made, how those records, right. you know, you listen to get made. Right. No, it was that's... great to have an experience of that and be like, wow. Serendipity, right? Serendipity, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. Well, that's great. Well, yeah, I will. I look forward to hearing that. And Good, yes. Whatever else. And, right. well, I appreciate you taking the time. And great. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for having me on. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be in touch soon. Awesome. Take care. Once again, I want to thank Ben Vida for taking the time to talk about everything around his new record with Yarnwire and Nina Dante, The Beat My Head Hit, which is out now on Shelter Press. Uh, check out Ben's website or his band camp page because there's lots of incredible music over there. And I also want to mention you got to go look at Nina Dante's The Snake Said to the River Instagram page. It's one of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow. It's just everything about it is wonderful it's the snake said to the river no spaces i'll put the links in the show notes and i will also put links to her site and Yarnwire's site because both are just doing really cool stuff that are worth keeping an eye on keeping an ear out for and following and until next time hop over to foxydigitalis.zone holler at me on twitter at foxydigitalis instagram at foxy.digitalis and you can always join the Patreon, support the cause, get some fun stuff, patreon.com slash foxydigitalis. And until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>